Hello, welcome, and it's great to have you with us. This is Conversation Over Two Bridges with Elizabeth Galera and Piers Cromwell, a place where two spectacle-faced friends come together. We chat, discuss, and talk unscripted about topics that we come across in our everyday lives. With this in mind, expect the unexpected. Across these two bridges, nothing is taboo. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to another podcast of Conversation Over Two Bridges with myself, Pierce Edward David Cromwell, and the young, beautiful Elizabeth Galera. Today we will be looking at um, something that is kind of a pet peeve of ours, bad hospitality experiences. As some of you may know, two of us have graduated from um, Dublin Institute of Technology with a bachelor's in hospitality management back in 2018. Um, Between the two of us, we have the guts of, I would say, 25 plus years in the hospitality sector. And um, we've come across a lot of bad experiences and we're going to discuss what um, a bad experience to us would be. Um, with the caveat that um, we're the worst people to go out with in the hospitality sector because we see <laughs> absolutely <laughs> everything. And if you're out with us, we have no interest in what you're doing or saying to us. We're basically looking at everything that's going on in the restaurant, bar or an other of the hotel. So, um, yeah, if you ever bring in any of us out on a first date or whatever, just don't do any of those ones, I would say, because you'll never get to know. And I love wining and dining friends. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you, but like, you know, I can't sit easy when I go anywhere, especially for food. Whatever about drinks, I don't mind that. But when I go out for food, everything from the minute I walk in the door, I notice, like down to, like cleanliness, the how the staff are dressed, how they're presented, they're welcoming. I like I break down everything. Absolutely. God, I miss nothing, and I can't yeah. even when I'm eating my meal and I'm watching like. I'm watching the surfers go around. I, I, I'm picking up on all the things that they're doing or how they address us when they come down and take and, our order. And, and you wonder like, why people aren't bringing you out more often. Uh, you know, <laughs> play this back a few I times, Liz, and, and you might hear you might hear the answer somewhere <laughs> along the line. <laughs> no, I keep it very much to myself. It's always mental notes. And don't get me wrong, like this is, this podcast probably going to come across that you know we pick at all the bad things but um, it, 100% if I go somewhere and I have like outstanding service or somebody in particular stuck out for me I always contact the establishment and let them know I, yes I am one of those that emails all the time but I, I don't just email the bad ones I always do the good ones or if I see a manager I'll be like listen your man over there was sound he was brilliant blah 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 like you have to have a happy medium you can't give out oh, all totally um, and I think when you're in the hospitality game, you're more likely to understand what's going on in the background and the unseen stuff that when you see someone delivering service of any quality, you appreciate it a lot, a lot more. So I think the starting off kind of expectations are a big thing for both of us when we go into an establishment. We can't expect the same level of service or wow factor or standards from one establishment where you're paying maybe eight euro for your meal if you're going to establishment where you're going to pay 150 for two you know so i think what what the expectation plays a big role in in what we have but i think there's a certain standard that is a minimum requirement in a lot of places um, and i think i was just about to say yeah because i mean yeah okay so you go somewhere and you only pay eight euro for your meal you still expect your friendly welcome you still expect your thank you and Somebody just in general to be 
um, friendly, um, regardless of how much you're paying. That's yeah. that's just that's a, that should just be across the board. Do you know what I mean? So if you're going out somewhere, how do you choose where you're going? Like you know, say um, you're going out on a date, for example. We go, we we'll take a, you know, first date. Let's take that. We started off with that. Go take for that. Um, it's what? it's a first date. It's a meal. It's a traditional kind of sitting across a table. Like what plays into where where you're deciding to go? Is it one person decides or? Uh, no, one one person decides, but like it, it, regardless of whether it's the first date or I don't know the tenth date, if I was bloody well lucky. Um, for me, it's more this the the scene. Like I, I personally wouldn't be into like those like like chapter one and stuff like that. I just feel it's just not the environment to sit and have a chat. I like a more relaxed environment, but just the quality of the food is there. Yeah, kind of a bistro so, kind of. Um... Yeah, like. Um, what's that place up on Camden Street, Camden Rotisserie, like it's not, they're long tables and everybody kind of shares, but I find those settings way more comfortable than the other ones where they pour your drinks and, and don't get me wrong, I do like to be wine and dine, but I prefer going to the, those type of settings if I'm going to like a, a, like a black tie event, let's say. I yeah. wouldn't necessarily like to go on a date. And also, I don't pick anywhere, like you guys gotta pick. <laughs> Yeah, I, you have I'm, to tell me where you're bringing me. But that, you know, right? Say for example, I I say to you, all right, Liz, we're going to um, for, we take somewhere in town, for example, um, Hard Rock Cafe, all right, or Thunder Road in Temple Bar. When I say that to you, you obviously then have ha, either had experience there, heard of experience, had heard people talking about it, or you know have some inclination of what is going to be there. When you get there so you have a level of expectation formed on all of those would you be one of the people who would go online and look at their reviews before you go would you look at the menu before you go to kind of get an idea of you know is the menu good is the is the menu online a representation of the quality that we're going to get inside um i look at the menu i wouldn't look at the reviews i look at the reviews if it's somewhere that i haven't heard of but not not very often now for places that I go to eat, but if I'm say a hotel for example, I'd yeah. always look at the reviews for them always. But in terms of restaurants, no, because like ninety percent of the time I'd have heard of somewhere, but I always look up the menu in advance just to see what kind of food they have to offer. You know yourself, and then I want to be prepared to know in advance what I'm going to order. Does the website reflect on your opinion of an establishment before you go? Say you haven't been somewhere and you're checking it out. No, not necessarily. Not not for restaurants. No, I think um, once you can go on and you have the contact details and you can see the menu, that's all you need. But that's that's in my opinion. Um, or even if they have a social media presence or they don't, none of that really would be a decision breaker for me. Yeah. I don't know about you. Would it be? No, I I actually um I I because I've had my own places as well and I've I've seen how TripAdvisor can be manipulated and is you know very not representation not a representation of a lot of smaller kind of cafe restaurant places and um, you have the keyboard warriors um which weren't brave enough to say it while they were in service and which is one of the things i'll touch on later on you know um so yeah i i'd say off trip advisor if i was going somewhere new i kind of always go in with an open mind like i'm one of these who would eat anything more or less um, so I'm happy yeah, to try it. And I've often, I've been in places where the service has been good, the food has been good. I went for a risky item on the menu. I tried it, I didn't like it. Um, I think one place in town I was at, at they came back, they said, was everything okay? I said, it was. 
I said, I'm more than happy to pay for it. I chose it. I went off my own traditional chicken or whatever it was. I didn't like it. And they offered me to get me something else. I said, no, I had decided at that stage. But it's it's sometimes when you take take a risk yourself, sometimes you have to hold your hand up and say it was your fault, nothing wrong with the place that you're eating, you know. You took a chance. And yes, you know, other people wouldn't be like that. And you probably know yourself, um, when I worked in restaurants, you get people who, you just know why they're trying something new, because when they're picking out the thing on the menu, they like, can't pronounce oh, it. <laughs> I, think, I think I'll go for this for a change or whatever. And then you go over and ask how everything was, they're, they're like, that was rotten. And like, you know yourself, I would know myself because I, Generally, when I was a waitress, I I had tried all the food. Yeah, and I think they, it's important to me. Because it, it didn't, it wasn't, they didn't like it. Because, I don't know, maybe there was some, I don't know, there's mushrooms in it or something that did, and they didn't like. And they just sit there expecting you to... Read their mind. Because Read they, their mind. They, made a, they made a bad choice at the end of the day. Like, that's, that ain't my fault. No. So, yeah, kind of that's what we're looking at. I think now is the warning, put out the, the public health warning. This is where the rants will start. This is where we will start <laughs> pulling servers limb from limb, morsel by morsel. And not because we're experts, but because people have done it to us over the years. Yeah. We've learned from mm-hmm. it and people will do it to us in the future and hopefully we will learn from it. Or we'll identify these um, scenarios and, and hopefully bring plans of action to overcome it. And, and get through it and I think you know give our people our background like I'm, I'm a GM in food and beverage um, sector you, you're working in hotels for a long time in different departments uh, and now you're working in uh, hospitality recruitment so you've really gone full circle and are well rounded in terms of being able to offer these rants which all they are they're only our two rants about the hospitality and they're sector. only off yeah they're only off of our own experiences and it's not trust me like kind of sound like we're tearing them apart but actually i've picked like the worst ones i've ever had that any normal person would probably feel the same as me 100 percent. but and i I've, I've taken examples and i've had had worse examples but there was circumstances behind what happened which i could totally understand and i've let them out because i understood you know the situation you know if the chef chops off his finger service can be a little bit slower you know you know if his finger is half in an ice bucket <laughs> yeah. in the back and there's blood coming out underneath the back door and it's not from the state that you ordered it's from his hand you kind of have to leave those certain scenarios scenarios out of it yeah. so um, <laughs> or let the fingers fall off let the fingers fall off um, the one pet peeve I have and I've always implemented it anywhere I've worked is the greeting I hate oh. not being acknowledged when I arrive somewhere I've had yeah. Yeah, I've had the I've made a decision to come into your establishment. I'm willing to pour across money across your, your into your business. I expect a level of acknowledgement. It doesn't mean that I expect to be seated straight away. It doesn't mean that you know I want you to not listen to my whole life story. I understand if you're walking with three trays to the pass and you walk by me without lifting the head up and saying hello. I'll be with you in a minute. Just the head down, looking at the feet, just just boils my blood. Apps. I don't know about you. That or. That, like, that, that annoys me. Did, I remember walking into a place one time and there was three of them standing there behind the sign that said, please wait to be seated. I am not joking. I timed it. It was four minutes before any of them even lifted their heads to look at me. I was like... Oh, you do the timing as well, do you? Oh, I timed. 90 seconds. Oh, I timed. Or when, 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 you're, when you're seated, um, or sorry, if it's not a place that you have to wait to be seated and you go in and sit down and you're sitting there like twiddling your thumbs waiting for somebody to come over. I've waited eight minutes before. Eight minutes? That's have, a seriously long time. I've have you ever sat been. down somewhere and actually got up and left? Yes, oh, loads yeah. of times. Yeah, me too. Have you? Oh yeah, I, I waited. Um, oh wait, I was actually in holidays in Lanzarote. Um, oh, should I name the place? 
probably shouldn't. No, 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 no. let's not go there. But it was in, let's say it was in Porto del Carmen. Uh, it was in the, it was on the strip in the new town. And it was a Mexican, Texas kind of place. So that kind of rules it down, you know, the place I'm talking about. Lovely food, I'd been in it before. And we decided to sit down, and we decided to, the other way they have the menus at the doors. So you're looking in and you're yeah. like, oh, that, that steak looks really, you know, when I ate steak, you know, and oh, that looks nice, those ribs. So we, said, we proceeded in and we went in, sat ourselves down. The gentleman came over with the menu, it was lovely, be with you now in a minute. Now it was busy, don't get me wrong. So that was grand. Five minutes, about five minutes passed. No one had even taken our order or our drinks, you know, that kind of way. And they're fairly, fairly sharpish now, so no drinks order. So I called someone over and they said, they explained to me, well, I don't take drinks orders, I just take food orders. I said, we're ready to order. This is not my section. I'll get someone over to you. So I was, oh, I was ready to, ready to get up and make my own food. But anyway, I, I, I was in company, so I had to behave myself. Kicked under the table to say, shut up, shut up, don't do yeah, it. Kick, yeah, the, the kick under the table is the best one, and you're like, what do you mean shut up? <laughs> More or less. So... Then Garcon decided to uh, ignore me then I called him over I said sorry I said we've been here now uh, about 15 minutes I said we'd just like to order some drinks I understand you're busy yes no problem I'll get someone over just five more minutes we've been in the establishment 20 minutes no one has come to me I've gone to everybody else uh, I says we're leaving yeah, I says um, I'm very sorry and uh, I said it's not good enough uh, to have people sitting in your place I understand you're busy but there's just an acknowledgement a, a drink you know get the drinks in happy happy enough to spend the money here i said the food is lovely but the service is absolutely crap tonight oh i'm very sorry no one more can you say i understand that but like you know it's just it does annoy I, me when you're you, seated and... but you apologize you apologize yeah what were you saying sorry for just because you know i wouldn't ever be back again I, I am always like that i was like you know your food is lovely but sorry you let yourself down i've i, I i've walked out of places and i've said nothing because i just i don't know I, I'm not. I'm not level-headed enough to take the professional approach to, to, to say to them. But I've I've been stopped on the way out one time, uh, and they said, "Oh, uh, we'll be over now to take your order." Like, and I'm standing there with my jacket on on my bag. And clearly, they've seen I've gotten up to leave. Yeah. And they decide now to tell me, "Oh, uh, we'll take your order now." I actually went into um, I think it's Dame Street. I won't name it. It's a diner, and um, we were seated. There was like four other tables occupied at the time, so there was literally no excuse. We were sitting down, they gave us the menu, and I, you know, because I've been there so many times, I already knew what I wanted. And it was 11 minutes, 11 and a half minutes, I think it was. Don't ask me why I remember these times. And they were so busy over it, and see, it annoys me when I can see them and they're not busy, and they're like, just being lazy on purpose. I got really pissed off then. Because we know, we know when- That's not happening. Unfortunately, we know when you're being lazy and not busy. It's just unfortunate. Well, it's just, I mean, they're sad, they're, they're, they were standing over there laughing and joking, and then, you know, you have customers waiting, and there, were, there was food on the pass as well, which I noticed. I was like, food's going cold, you have customers over here waiting to order, and you are too busy sitting there chatting. I was like, no, <laughs> hell no. Hell no. So, hell to the no. So say, say we've gotten over the first hurdle, okay? We're now in the establishment. We're sitting down. You know, well, hey, no one's messed that up so far. You know, we're... we're you know, warming the seats up nicely. Someone has brought us over a menu. You know, we're sitting down. We're good. Like, what? What's the next? What's the next potential um, hurdle to fall over in your mind? Um, I, well, for me, 
I think it's if somebody doesn't doesn't know the menu and doesn't know about the dishes or anything like that. Yeah. But also before before you know even down to the greeting, I think if you walk in somewhere and the staff look like they need a wash, that would make me really yeah. Yeah. There, we, I went into this place one time again on Dame Street and it's very very popular burger place, might I add. Um, and you had to wait to be seated, which you do. Um, and I was greeted with, uh, yeah, just sit over there somewhere. By a guy who had a v-neck deeper than any plunge top I've ever worn. And, and nobody told him, you know, you might want to get rid of your chest hair. You're serving food. His his hair was just so long. I don't I don't mind when guys have long hair, but it's neat and tidy. And same with girls if they have long hair, but it should be tied up. Tied up. I don't care what people say. Their hair should be tied up. Nobody should be walking around anywhere where there's food and drinks. I know, I'm clapping here. Nobody, nobody should have their hair like down or not tied back in some way where wherever there's food and drink involved. It, it probably sounds really like snobby from me, but like that, all that the hair follicle stuff goes everywhere. It's just not nice. Nasty. But nasty. But um, yeah, somebody who doesn't know. So if you ask them, I don't know. Say it's an Italian restaurant, they're just not really sure about this pasta dish or whatever. Uh, somebody who doesn't know. And they don't care to know, and they're like, "Uh, it's it's what it says on the menu." Yeah. Like, I can see that. Or they start reading the, reading the menu with you. Yeah. Yeah, it is tomato based with blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah, okay. I didn't ask you to read it to me. I asked you, like, what what's it like? Yeah. <laughs> what what's so hard about that? Do you know what I mean? If they um take your drink order when you're picking your food and they forget the drinks. I have something similar now food. coming down the line, but one of my pet peeves is dirty menus. Oh God! Or the dirty salt and pepper shakers. See, I'm you now. I'm okay for all the listeners, guys. This sounds really, really anal and weird. Okay, totally is. I totally accept this. Okay, and yeah, I've probably never told you this, but Neve knows about it, and Neve's family know about it. So I go into say even if it's a pub, and you know the way they have kind of the salt and pepper in the middle, and then they have the mm-hmm. sachets of ketchup, mustard, brown sauce, and vinegar. Do you look at the bottles? See if they're cleaned. No, nope, I check the dates and all. Do. <laughs> I do, yeah. How often you'll see mustard um, out of date in these things is unbelievable. It's not a case of I want to be nitpicky. It's just something that inter- interests me. I, I, I can tell a lot about I attention would, to detail then, you know. I would check it. If I was going to use it, I'd check it. But I wouldn't make a point of checking it. Yeah, I said it. I, 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 I prefaced it with a warning. I did say I, it, was, it was anal weird. And you know what? It keeps me busy as well, you know, when I'm sitting there at a the table. Take it out discreetly. I don't do it like in front of everybody, you know, whack, here we are, look at me, what I'm doing. I'm just kind of dum de dum de dum and then take the mustard out. And it's always the mustard. Always the mustard. Well, I don't know what it is. Not a lot of people use mustard. It's not a lot of people use mustard. But the, if, you go, if I go anywhere and the menus are dirty, or the salt and pepper shakers look like they need a wipe, or those holders that have the sachets. And inside them. Have a look inside because I used we used to clean them where I worked. Oh, like yeah. That was something we once did every night. Take them out, oh, put them night. in the washer. Oh, you know what I mean? Wipe down all the menus because, like people, there are people unfortunately who go to the toilet and don't wash their hands, and they're mauling these menus, and then you pick it up like they should be cleaned. That is totally you're totally right in what you say there. That needs to be cleaned. Needs to be kind of, and it just gives an attention to detail. I think, and it's not a big job to take them off at the end of the night, put them in the dishwasher. And put them through a cycle. I think but it's 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 simple health and safety. Like I, I know that probably sounds really uh what's the word? 
over the top because it's safety. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I was away somewhere um, last year and I got a really bad, uh, I don't even know, was it a virus or whatever it is? And that was down to just cleanliness. Deli belly, was it? You know, the, the icky, icky, uh, whatever. Yeah. The yeah, troughs. You remember. Oh, the <laughs> I actually had to, I had to quarantine. So I'm well used to quarantine because I quarantined this time, or not this time last year, but last year uh, because it was contagious. To, you know, and just wow. I still don't know if it was from the food or if it was something else. Something else. Yeah. Something else. Only me. Um. So do you know what else? So, so we've got sat down. Okay. We're sitting at the table. We've had our menus. The person was educated enough on the menu to be able to explain what the food is. We've ordered our drinks. Happy days. And we've ordered our food. The drinks still haven't arrived. Oh dear. What's going on here? The food, you can see it at the pass. Someone's looked at your table. That's where it is, because I'm not sure about what the table numbers are. So pick up the food. The food's arrives. No knives and forks then on the table. What's the story there? Oh, why? Do you know, I find that happens an awful lot. Awful lot Especially places. in some really well-known places. You're like, uh, okay, am I just supposed to eat this with my hands? Yeah. Or No, you're a, you're, you're a pig. And a it's, a, it's a trough. You, you just go, yeah, home. Yeah. Home. You're going to start me out with the bit. Because you're oh. doing this on the camera. <laughs> it's like a TikTok transition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, TikTok my dinner away. Yeah, and then you know the persons go back, find the knives and forks, bring them down to the table, your soup's gone cold, your drinks haven't arrived. Why do the drinks always arrive after the food? No, not always, I'm exaggerating, but you know, I'm on a bit of a a moan. Oh a bit of a moan. I've just had situations where they forgot the drinks. And you know, sometimes I do excuse it sometimes but i just think especially if they're busy like getting the drinks first is your way out of getting an angry customer like that's we all know that you know that if i'm busy i'll do something really easy first and what people in the middle of doing everything else and what people don't understand about the drink if you sit somebody at a table say it's te- you just have to see the person you sit them down you explain the menu you tell them the specials right they're sitting down you get a drink in first all right there's your first few bob right because by the time if you're busy by the time the food has arrived they probably need another drink so your average spend yeah, exactly. is, your average spend has gone up sorry that's just the restaurateur of me uh the average spend per head is definitely going up and then they don't even re- recognize they're buying a second drink most of them most of those folks you know See, we, we know how to manipulate them <laughs> we love our listeners um so well, yeah actually here's another thing here's another thing right there's a place that i used to go all the time why is it 21 was it? why <laughs> no <laughs> how to get it in everywhere why is it when you i stopped ordering soup because of this because every time you get it and it's served with soda bread why is the soda bread stale why it's not stale. why it is stale. no it's not stale it's hard i'll tell you why i'll tell you why because i did it myself why did they no but no 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 but why did they toast it they're toasting it because no it's Dale. No. It is. No. This isn't, this isn't for everywhere. This just goes for... No, but the ones that do it, I, I can tell you what happens. Someone has forgotten to take it out of the freezer from the night before, so let it defrost naturally. So you have two options. You can leave it on top of the oven and hope that it defrosts quicker, outside of hassle regulations. Or you can toast it and hope that you know you don't burn the outside and the inside is still cold. Uh, because it's just something that always is forgotten for some reason the soda bread 
It's just... But I mean, Irish soda bread is, you know, there's nothing like it. Why, in in an Irish pub or an Irish hotel, is it just... I've never... The only place I've had nice brown bread was in the Red Cow. That's it. I've had a couple of nice... You know the Guinness bread? The Guinness bread? Have you ever had the Guinness bread? I have had the Guinness bread, but I find it very dry or something. It's like I'm eating muck. (laughs) Lovely. That's a very descriptive word. It has. You could have said it's, it's just, a very earthy feeling or texture or taste. Oh, Muck. It tastes like... Well, it's like turf from the bog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll have a slab of turf there with me soup, please. If you wouldn't mind. Thanks for the glad. 90% of the time, it looks like they just went down the bog and whipped up a bit and there you go. Like, It's not very appetising looking. It's, it's, oh, I, I but like it slides it. down so nicely with the, uh, the the carrot soup. That's kind of focusing on the process, okay? What about the actual, I don't mean to nitpick, nitpick at staff, but staff engagement. Have you ever come across in all your experience on going out as a punter, um, really, really particularly bad engagement? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And do you know what? Now, this this would be a little bit, this would be an interesting one for you, so... Went to this American style diner on that's on Grafton Street, um, and he was so full on and so in my face and just I, it was obviously how they were trained and it was how they were told to do it. You know, he sat sat at the table. Now I don't mind. Sometimes you have to have that kind of personality that's okay to do that. You know, but just he was just too much. I just felt completely repulsed. That's a terrible word. It's the only word I can think of. I'll be your servant tonight, la 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 la. This is our menu. Have you been here before? How was your day? Have you out doing a bit of shopping? I was like, oh my God, just shut the fuck up and just order my food. Like, just stop. Yeah. That's way too much. It's way too much. And then, like, I mean, some might say that's fantastic. Cause we're that is it. Oh my God. It is, absolutely. And it's probably... You know what you had for breakfast. Like, yeah, it's probably textbook no. service. Textbook service, probably. If you went by the rule of the law, you know, that level of engagement... But I think you have to know your customers as well. I think, you know, identify, you can always identify by a greeting. And that's why I always say the greeting sometimes. The first three feet outside your door and inside your door are the most important in, in your business. You can tell by the people who come in whether you can have that kind of banter, engagement with them, or they're in here to get fed. You know what? How, how are you is as far as it's ever going to go with them. Not, you know, what size knicker are you or bra are you, you know, that kind of way. That's what some people, you know. Did you get that knife while you were out shopping? I see you have an Ann Summers bag there. You're treating them tonight, are you? Um, you're on a promise, you know. Uh, you won't want the full dinner, so you'll, you'll, give, you'll give yourself a stitch. Um, you know. Do, do you know what I do? I do think it's something that a lot of places don't teach. Like they, they, it's all, they're all about teaching you good customer service, but it's like down to the communication of being able to read your customer I don't ever be, remember being taught that but another another time that I had a really bad um, encounter with a staff member like I just it still really really annoys me we were away so I was in um, London um, and in a very popular place like we just walked out from seeing the Lion King so we went to the nearest pub and uh, we were standing down the end of the bar ready to order he wished in a second she says to me, I was like, Grand, no bother. And she came back and had the audacity, the audacity to say to me, after being so nice, she goes, are you going to order or what? As if she was waiting on me. I was so confused. I was like, what? what? You told me you'd be back in a minute. Now all of a sudden I'm the problem. 
Yeah. I'm slowing you down. Like, what? Why? Why? Yeah. I, no. I, we didn't even order it. We left. I left. I was like, you are so rude. I like, I, from my point of view, as a manager, I've had to deal with customers who had bad customer services from two ends, like you said. I've had people who have come back to me and said, basically, that person has no interest in people. Um, did the bare minimum, sat me down, took my order, gave me my check, uh, and took the money and gave me my change, and that's all I got. Whereas I had a customer complain about a guy who was overzealous, maybe similar to the the guy you were describing, you know, was bouncing around the place, full of energy, you know, was laughing and joking, but maybe took the joke too far. And unless you're yeah. maybe you're, if you if you're maybe a, a traditional Irish pub where you're not just a pub in the community you're a part of the community your your sons went to school together or you're you're no part of the parish or whatever your sons play football together or your daughters play football together and you know them from adam then it's a little bit easier to do that but i think you know in the likes of the touristy areas um and especially in, in dublin it's kind of um it can be overpowering and i think it can be overpowering i know when i went to america for example and you go to the outlets, you do your shopping. Uh, I don't think you get a foot in the door and they come over and say, how can I help you? I'm like, I'm here for a browse. Irish people like a browse. You know, give them half an hour. Yeah. Don't come near them. Uh, and, but it's all about learning to know your customer. And one thing I will always say is, when you go, when I go out, maybe yourself are the same, and I think a lot of people, they'll be able to identify the person who is in the establishment for the wage or is in the establishment because they enjoy pe- being with people. And you, you know what? You can tell those kind of people from a mile off. Mile you can, it, it's literally, you'd be two seconds into a conversation with them and you can say, like, like no matter, oh, he's just here to make his money or he actually really, he or, he or she really enjoys their job. You can tell that from a mile off with somebody, like, depending on where you are. But there is um, this one place that I love to go in town and the staff are just, they're like your mates. Like, oh, how's things? Or I love the guys that, especially like um, at a bar, I love them when they say, when you're standing there and you're like, oh, I don't know what to drink. And oftentimes you get them and they get really impatient. And then you get the ones who are just down and they're like, well, what do you fancy? Like, what are you in the mood for? Uh, I don't know. I kind of want something like fizzy, but not fizzy. But I kind of want something cold, but I don't. And I want something in a glass, you know, like you're that vague. <laughs> no, you're paying the hole, basically. Yeah, you're just being awkward, but they... They, they're like, well, do you know what? I actually have this that's new. Or do you know what would be really nice? Do you want to try this? Like people like that that go out, not even go out their way. They're just effortlessly uh, good with their customers. Yeah. People like that. And I've been in a couple of places in town where you go back, not because of the drink is any different to the drink you'll get down the road, but because of the level of service. I've been in 37 Dawson Street. That's pretty uh, pretty good for the level of service. That, um, you know, they go in and they don't have a menu they yeah. basically have the bar they, you tell them what you like in terms of your mixer and they'll do you something up if you want a cocktail or whatever so places like that um you know or there's restaurants around town that you just go back to over and over again because it's just the right level of service it's mm-hmm. the right level of engagement and you can i've had experience, bad experiences in these places and i'll go back again because it's a blip you know, yeah, kind of way. yeah, I'd be the same. And like, but this one place that I go all the time, um, now it wasn't a, a small blip. It was pretty, you know, I, I could have choked and died. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But because I have gone there so often and I enjoy the food and they look after me all the time, I, it was never going to be a deal breaker for me. So basically, I got this wrap and there was a chunk of plastic in it, which, in my opinion, 
was it very easy like they could have opened i don't know you know those big tubs of clip, mayonnaise or something plastic, like that. Yeah. It flicked off yeah and fell in or something like that i mean i i anybody who actually sits there and thinks that something like that is intentional is just an arsehole I, it was it was small enough that actually I, I could have choked on it but I didn't make a big deal I was just like look I said this was you know in the wrap um, just you know double check I suppose where it yeah. came from or whatever and he's like oh I'm so sorry I'm so sorry and they offered um, to discount but the waitress now if this was anybody else they'd have snapped the waitress couldn't figure it out on the till and the manager had stepped out so she couldn't do it and she had said it to me, she was like, oh, oh, I was trying to, and I goes, look, I said, don't worry about it, it's fine. I said, no, it is nobody's fault, really. In my eyes, it wasn't. And they called me afterwards. They were like, I'm so sorry about that. Look, come back in. And because uh, she took my number, they, he was like, come back in and, you know, we'll look after you or whatever. I was like, look, I said, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. And it, to, the, to this day, I still go. Of course, I'll still go because it's not, for me, it wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm never going there again. They, they, they feed their customers plastic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But you're they were lucky in the sense that you are that level headed, you know. Um that that that's that that was your response. I think um another pet peeve of mine and I think it was something I was in a tapas bar, I won't name it. It's lovely food, really nice food, really love the food. But the tables are too close together. You know the layout of a restaurant. You know, you wanna have a little tate tate with a friend and all of a sudden you feel like you're in someone else's ear it's yeah. just i know they want to make money and i understand city center rates are high and rent is high and it's all about table turnover but give people the opportunity you know to enjoy the ambiance the ambiance uh, of the location yeah, but the other side of that though is some people like that kind of cozy feeling and that doesn't that doesn't phase them so you know you're trying to say it's just me then? I, I, well, I mean, it, it just, I'm just trying to say this without like insulting you. Well, you know, wouldn't be the first time trying to insult Mr. Pierce. <laughs> it wouldn't, per- it wouldn't bother me. Now, obviously, it depends on who you're going out with. Like, if you're going on a like a first date or a second date, you don't want other people to hear you. It's like have that all, all that awkward small talk or whatever else. Or if you're going with a friend and you want to dish the dirt on all the gossip that you know you know that sort of way so i think it, it just it depends on the outing but for me personally it wouldn't really it, yeah it wouldn't bother me there is this one place it's a tapas bar as well and i absolutely love going it's like they just make you feel like you're a part of their family when when you go in and i only i know them through my uncle and i never because i've seen them with other people and i know other people who have gone they felt the same thing so it's not just a case of they know who i am but when you go in and, you, and they welcome you all, they know you by your name. Like that just, I think that goes, it's so, it's hard to describe. It's I very hard to describe. You know, maybe listeners could, you know, Instagram us and tell us what that word was that you were looking for in this podcast to describe <laughs> that feeling, you know, because you can't think. I blame, I blame all the sun I've had the last couple of days. My brain <laughs> is, is very uh, tired. Oh, she's absolutely <laughs> worn out from all that lying around, you know, it's, and drinking. All that doing doing nothing and drinking yeah um, no sorry i was gonna say i'm just trying to touch on some of the, some of the stuff I, I, I was noting down here just so that we kind of don't i didn't miss anything about my 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 back not, not necessarily the bad hospitality experience it just doesn't help the experience and uh, that really comes across as an absolute know-it-all but bad lighting and music not matching the setting do you ever go into a place where the music is like Someone has a, their own personal Spotify on or a playlist on, and you're like, 
this is not music to be listening to. Yeah, I, uh, do you know what I hate? Those places that play, they play all the top hits, but they're like rip-offs of those songs. It's somebody else singing them. I think that, that, royalties, music yeah. is played in, like, that music is played in deals. <laughs> it's like a karaoke playlist. I can't stand that. Though, but to be honest, it wouldn't put me off going, going back somewhere. Like, if, especially if it's good food and it's good service. No, it wouldn't, but, but it's just, it's just, I, I've sat in, um, I sat in one place for breakfast it's actually a well-known kind of north side city branch now and it was you know Ed Sheeran and something else and I was like I don't need to be listening to Ed Sheeran and you know <laughs> Parrymore and whoever else they were playing yeah, there's a time and a place one other thing well maybe there's a couple more things I have a couple of anecdotes I want to share with you as well just to kind of round off the conversation but do you ever come across bad managers all the and, fucking time and just the bad how they sometimes compound the bad experience they make the I, bad experience do you, know what I, do, do you know what I can't stand right so when you see whatever about a bad manager who can't handle a busy uh, when it's a busy period or whatever else or they they don't handle your complaint or whatever very well or if you acknowledge really good staff they don't they just don't know I can't stand managers who and it's happened a couple of times where I've seen them just being horrible to their staff like there's just no need for it I was in somewhere uh, and he grabbed the the pint glass out of your woman's hand he was like what are you doing that's not what I showed just completely belittling her yeah. I, I I, actually emailed him afterwards I said that, that is no way to treat your staff that it, like that was actually horrendous you wouldn't speak like you wouldn't speak you wouldn't speak to your friend like that do you know what I mean and here's one for you okay this is kind of starting my anecdotes of Pierce's pet peeves right I was in a place uh, not too far from where I live having breakfast one morning and there's a well-known hotel beside this um, restaurant and basically it was a bank holiday. Now I could be wrong, okay, but maybe you know you worked in a hotel, uh, but this wasn't in the hotel technically, it was beside the hotel so it wasn't owned by the hotel. I was sitting there and I was having me breakfast and an American couple came in and were sitting on the terrace maybe two tables down, it was around about half ten in the morning. And a waitress went over to them, a very nice girl, gave them the menus, explained the special breakfast, went off, looked at the table, came back and took their order. So they ordered the food and they ordered um, uh, Prosecco. Now it was half ten in the morning on a bank holiday mm-hmm. Monday. Now my understanding was you can't serve alcohol before half twelve on a bank holiday yeah. or a Sunday. That's and that girl was adamant that she wasn't she was adamant that she couldn't but she's going to check with the manager so she went in she put the order in and she came back and said i can't find the manager i said but unfortunately i we can't serve any alcohol before half 12. which i thought was right and had fair play to her taking the initiative can't find the manager at the moment but she knows the rules and regulations that's either good training on behalf of the company or she's clued in so that was grand i was clearing away and then all of a sudden this what, I, what turned out to be the manager came down to the table and said, sorry about that. Uh, you, you can serve you the alcohol. That, don't mind that girl. Oh, God. That, oh and God. then that girl, and look, that girl came back that's... and was didn't want to serve the table understandably anymore because she'd been undermined. And I actually, I actually took it upon myself and I emailed the, the company and I alerted them to the fact that, and they agreed with me that you know, the manager shouldn't have done that, but all he was thinking of, get the bottle of Prosecco or whatever it was sold. Yeah, 
And that's the problem. Like, I mean, I don't understand why they think just because they're management that they can just break the law. Like that's is that? Yeah, it is a law. I mean, I've worked, I've worked in hotels, I've worked in the residence bar, and you have the customers that argue and say, "Well, I'm staying here," and I'm like, "Okay, so you staying here changes the law." No, it doesn't. Like, you can't, you can't do that. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think I've ever made the exception with the regulars that stay if they come down really early, or if there's. There's people that you dealt with the night before that were at the party and they recognise you from the night before and they say, yeah, go on, will you, will you slide me a point there? Like, I always was like, no, like, <laughs> I'm not allowed. We're not allowed. As an establishment, we're not allowed. Like, you're not supposed to. Yeah, no, legally. I, I thought, and that's what annoys me about some managers. Some managers do things like they undermine the staff and it, I think that's when you lose the team and as a manager, you have to remember the team are doing the work just as much as you're doing the work. You know, you might have other responsibilities yeah. but at the end of the day, the team are delivering what what you're setting out and, and I think it's a real reflection on that so I have one other kind of wee story and then maybe you have a wee story and this is the last I'd say on bad hospitality experiences I was sitting on a at a table with an ex-girlfriend um, not at the time obviously my girlfriend at the time and now ex-girlfriend and we were sitting and she had positioned me in such a way that she knew I wasn't able to see the bar from where I was sitting. I wasn't able to see the walk into the kitchen where I was sitting. And all I could see from behind her was a brick wall. So she thought, I have Pierce for the evening. We're going to have a nice meal. He's going to listen to what I have to say. And he's going to talk back to me and not worry about what's going on around him. But what she didn't realize is that the trimming of the chair behind her was a kind of chrome, a polished chrome. So I could see what was beside her head reflected behind me the bar and the entrance to the kitchen so that oh was fine God, only you only me so that was fine so i was sitting there and i was watching in the reflection and I, the odd time i was turning it around having a look having a nose and i could see there was the service door was open and closed and there was someone prepping what i can only remember or think were dough balls for something that was on the menu but no word of a lie this woman uh, was a stout woman as my mother would say you know short stout uh, didn't have any gloves on which is fine people have the idea that you need to be wearing gloves prepping food you don't as long as you wash your hands on a regular basis and you clean as you go but she was rolling the the dough in what looked like coconut shavings and for everyone that she rolled and put on the tray to go into the oven or the fridge she rolled one and popped into her mouth mm. and licked her finger no. And then she picked no. another dough ball. No, no, no. <laughs> oh yeah, gets better. Roll the dough ball. One for the tray. Roll the dough ball. One for me. And this proceeded oh, on God. for four or five dough balls. And now, I can only make the equation that for every dough ball she was eating, there was a dough ball for someone else in the kitchen. So I can't imagine how many fingers licking the dough balls were. So I, I lost the plot. I lost the absolute plot. So I said nothing, I said, I won't be ordering anything off the dessert menu. I said, I've had enough. I've ate the main, I've ate the starter, and I've drank the wine. And I then seen this woman go and get the plastic bags with the rubbish, close it up with her hands, she hadn't washed her hands, and then bring the plastic bag of rubbish through the restaurant, out to the main road, to put her in a bin. So I just called the manager over, I said, I need to have a little word in your ear, son. I says, I don't know I don't I don't mean to bring attention to this but that lady who I can only assume is either the pastry chef or is a kitchen porter is helping out in the kitchen which is how everybody works in the kitchen you know we all do things but she's in there rolling dough and the shavings of the 
whatever it is coconut i thought it was and she's helping herself but I, and i don't mind that so much it's the licking of the fingers and then rolling the neck dough ball for the customer is what it really peeves me she goes he goes what uh, yeah every time that door flaps in and out when someone's going in and out of the back service area i can see it and to make matters worse is she went down and emptied the bin and went back without washing her hands I said, can't fault the food. What I had, I tasted, and I can only judge what I tasted, but I says, I won't be coming back. I said, because I know your dough balls must be absolutely spectacular, but it's whatever saliva is on them is making them taste that way. I just don't fancy. Um, oh, God, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. And it does oh, happen out disgusting. there. It does happen out there. And you know what? It might have been missed, and it's a funny story to tell years down the road, but it wouldn't stop me going anywhere and trying anywhere new. I think it's very important to get out into the, and it will be going into the future, get out into the restaurants and get that experience or into the bars or into the hotels. If if I can say one thing from working in the industry, the industry is highly regulated. The training yeah. for a lot of the companies is top notch. The support structures are there. The safety authorities are there. They're doing their inspections. And at the end of the day, we have a very low level of reports and touch what it stays that way. In terms of bad practices, but you'll get bad practices anywhere you go. Well, it's not. It's not even. It's not even bad practices. It's bad stuff. I'll tell you. Okay, so this is my. To this day, this is the worst experience I've ever, ever, ever had. And it wasn't in a restaurant. It was. We were at a wedding. It was the day two of the wedding, and the wedding cake. Now this is a long one, but my God, I, <laughs> I'll never forget it as long as I live. They were serving the wedding cake. Um. Now bear in mind. I was with the family, so the family of the couple who had just got married. And, you were important and, and then. They dropped some cake. Yeah, you know, we, we were important. <laughs> um, and they were serving the cake. Now, what got me first was the fact that the, the way she was serving us. So it was, um, the, the plates of cake were stacked on top of each other. Uh, so not like separated, like you have one on your hand, one on your forearm and two in your other hand yeah. they were stacked and they were she had them like she was holding them to her chest oh. so it was plate cake plate cake plate cake now correct me if I'm wrong but the bottom of that plate can't be very clean number one so now in my head I was like okay it's chocolate biscuits okay not much you'll probably stick to it it's alright like look I've eaten food off the ground before <laughs> you know I grew up eating muck as a kid um, was that the Guinness bread or was that muck <laughs> Not many of the the family members at my table took the cake, and there was loads of cake. And one of the girls I was with asked the waitress, um, could we get some more cake? And this little bitch turned around and said, did you not get some already? Have you not got enough? Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but if they're family of the, the, you know, the wedding couple, you just give them whatever the fuck they want, and you don't say to somebody, haven't you had enough, basically? And not to mention, by the way, her uniform was manky. I couldn't get over, and like, I don't understand when they wear shorts and trousers. You know, if they were, if they wear shorts and slacks, like, why did they not tuck the shorts in or tuck the shirts in into the apron? Like, I just. But anyway, yeah, that thing hadn't been washed in a while. But might I add? So that was. I was like, okay, she's she's a little whatever. Um, and then as the night progressed, we got into the finger food. This this was the cherry on top. So this little one was serving the trays of finger food and every time she came out of the kitchen it was as if she had like two goujons in her mouth so she was helping herself and instead of finishing the food before she walked out of the kitchen she was just munching away coming out and plonking it down at the tables her mouth was like you know you can see when somebody's eating chewing gum 
I'm not joking. It was it, like it, she, her, her cheeks. She were was like, hamster she, cheeks. Hamster cheeks. Yeah. Chomping away, chomping away, and uh, somebody just asked her for dip, and she was like, boo, 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 boo. like, I mean, if you're gonna eat something, why would you come out and try and talk with food in your mouth? Like, I don't understand. And it, it, like, I mean, anybody would know. I mean, we've look. I I was a waitress for years. Obviously, you've rubbed a few things off the trays before they go out. Like, it, it happens. Well, you don't go out to the customers with it still in your fucking mouth. Like, and then try and talk to them. Why? <laughs> yeah, it tastes lovely, love. You should try some. I recommend it. Honestly, just God, had some fresh out of the oven. Like, and I, she was just, it was just her whole attitude. Like, it, and, and God help her. Like, I, I came for her then. I emailed the manager and I got the usual response that you would, I'm sure you've gotten from, especially in hotels. Oh, they actually didn't email me back first, and I emailed again because I was just so annoyed because I knew like how much, I knew how much money had gone into it. It was just she was. Oh, it's just really annoyed me. But I emailed them. They never answered me. I waited a couple more days. And I emailed them again. I was like, I'd really appreciate a customer service. And all yeah. I got back was, all I got back was, I'm so sorry for your experience. Um, we'd like to invite you down for dinner free of charge and I just emailed back and was like I'm not emailing you to get anything out of you it was like that's genuinely off-putting like that's it's unsanitary it's rude it's you know and I was like oh, you might actually tell her to wash her uniform like that's yeah. that's terrible service that it completely it let, it let everything else down and I think I think okay I think in terms of wrapping this podcast up we do have we do understand the level of um, what goes on in service in terms of how shitty it can be to be the ones okay. doing the service and I understand that in most situations the level of pay is not equated to the job that we actually do or that actually is done but that does not mean to say that the level of service has to be you know on the floor I think hospitality being engaged in hospitality is something that you should really consider before you get into because it will grind you down it will wear you down and if you do not get something out of it other than money then it will you will not last on it i think and no and you have to you have to be a people person and you have to understand like and i think people in retail can understand this like the general public are very hard to deal with so if you're in it just for the money you're you're <laughs> you like you'll get picked apart like, i i was looking out that and that i've i've experienced sort of every element of hospitality in my opinion in t- like I've been behind the bar I've been on the floor I've been on the front desk I've dealt with them through doing event management and everything else but if you're not a people person like you need to get out of there because people are unreasonable if you're a people person you'll get yourself out of trouble there and then and it won't escalate to yeah. getting to a manager or supervisor or, you know Twitter heaven yeah. forbid or Instagram you'll get yourself you'll talk yourself out of it and you'll talk yourself into it and people will get on board with you but yeah, I think bad experiences will always be there. There will be bad experience that happened to us and has will happen to people that will be funny when they look back on it. Like we've said, we've joked about some of the stuff that we've come across. There are some stories there that I could tell you from the opposite side of stuff that I've done. I was just, I was literally just about to say, I'm curious now. Can you think of a time where you massively fucked up? You, 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 and I'll, I'll mull over it. I'll tell I'll tell you too. So um, I I used to work in the front desk, and now a lot of people who work in the reception can relate because it, it sometimes it just happens. But I checked a couple into a room where a couple were 
uh, getting frisky um, because it, in the system I, I, I actually checked in the two of them the two couples so I forgot to check the first couple into the actual system and I the room wasn't allocated so you can just imagine the whirlwind of murder that uh, <laughs> escalated from the, and the you know what I'm a people person I'm great with people and I have a wonderful way of getting myself out of trouble that was not one of them times I, I had to hide and and stay away from the front desk for the rest of the day because I essentially ruined both of their trips. Um, another time I was in the bar and we had these really important guests in and I was allocated to look after them because I was the, you know, a, a good strong waitress at the time. <laughs> Only to forget to order their food and they had such a small window to be with us. I took their order and everything else they never got their food because I never put it in the till and the kitchen never got it. And who did they call her? Only my manager who was walking through at the time just to, you know the way the dudes run through just to see how things are going. They were like, we ordered off that young girl over there 45 minutes ago and we used to leave now. We never got our food. And he straight away was going into the kitchen to find out what, what was wrong. But it was my own fault because I never put it into the till. I completely forgot. Yeah. <laughs> and he wasn't allowed to go out and apologize. He was like, no, don't, just don't. They never came back again. <laughs> that was my fault. I remember, probably similar to you, I we had only opened up a new restaurant in town, and um, basically I hadn't remembered. We hadn't. I didn't. I had come on board. I was a GM. I I had to do four weeks' notice in the previous place, and I didn't have any time to basically onboard to the level that I wanted to. So kind of the first week or and a half, I was learning the table numbers, and basically, mm. I had screwed up on probably four different table numbers. So the wrong food went to the wrong tables at the wrong time and one table didn't actually get anything sent to the kitchen. And I just wanted the ground to open up and swallow me because the team that I had had around me were competent enough to know everything in service. So I was coming in as a general manager, basically looking at them and them looking at me and saying, why is he the GM and we're the ones running the service and we know exactly what to do. And I just learned that day. I said, I think I went out. What I did that night is I took a photograph of the plans of the tables and was I think up till about three o'clock in the morning, learning the tables off because I said I remember letting that happen again. And mistakes do happen. And I had to come four, four or five meals and, and and issue vouchers as well. But sometimes you just have to bite that bullet. You know, you do make mistakes, and I will make mistakes. And I am um, the mistakes sometimes that let me down is in terms of management is letting the team down. And I hate when that happens. That really gets me. That stuff I really yeah. kind of, really kind yeah, of, um, I, know. I've, I hate. I've been in situations um, like that, yeah, where I've, I've mucked up massively and it's like, it was such a schoolboy error and then it reflected so badly on the team. I was like, oh God, I'm because so sorry. I think from, but you know what? Yeah, so ultimately, no. you know, there's not going to be any, any restaurant or any hospitality businesses out there that don't have bad days. Even up to the, five, the Michelin star restaurants, they will all have bad days. And as I was saying, you know, in Ireland, a lot of the service industry isn't highly paid, but that's still no excuse for bad service. And if no. you if you make a mistake, hold your hand up, apologize. Most people will accept it, and they won't judge you by it. Um, but if uh, you know if, if if mistakes are being repeated, then there's obviously something wrong in the process, uh, and that needs to be addressed by management. Um, in terms of training, re- retraining, development, or change of SLPs. And uh, but I think. As it says, or a, ch- a 
changing, changing their approach to how they manage their staff because sometimes they can, yeah. it can uh, all trickle back to the manager and how they're looking after their staff. Totally. And that's what's causing the, the shit service. Like. But there's a lot, for a lot of the bad service, there's a lot of good service out there. I think you know ninety nine percent of the service that's out there in from the little wood, the greasy spoon uh, at the back of the garage to the Michelin restaurants. You know what? Sometimes there's nothing nicer than a cup of coffee and a chat with someone over a counter. As much as it is being wined and dined in a nice, a nice suave place, yeah. um, you know it's all about engaging with people, and I think that's the most important thing. I think that's what this podcast really kind of kind of touched on. It's it's about people in service. And if you're a good person and you do make a mistake, people will forgive you. Yeah, 100% they do. Yeah. I think that wraps it up. I think that's all yeah. in service. I think there's any number of hours you could send about giving other stories. And there might be a follow-up podcast to this. So uh, if you like I this... I have a feeling there will be. Yeah, I think, I think people should let us know um, what their thoughts on it. If they have had any experiences as well, share them with us. I'd love to hear what other people have gone through. Uh, and the funnier, the better as well. As long as no one fucking choked and died, or, you know, the, the, or the EpiPen the came out, the better. <laughs> I've had that as well, heart attacks. But that's a very different podcast. Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, yeah, thanks for listening in. And just a reminder: we are on Instagram, so um, any feedback is more than welcome. And if you do have some horror stories, get in touch. Send us a DM. I'd love to hear them. Yeah, definitely. Um, and anything else we're there on Instagram on Spotify we'll be on iTunes this time next week I keep saying that but we will I promise be there at some stage on iTunes it's my doing uh, iTunes Apple get on get on board here and help us out we're trying to build these bridges nice and quick um, yeah so tune in guys and thanks for listening and we'll talk to you again next week yeah chat soon thanks for listening